Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 waging the battle against fake news every morning this is the morning answer with brian whitman and jennifer horn thanks for joining us it's monday brand new work week here the first of the holiday season officially brian whitman and jennifer horn happy to be with you uh, someone who may not be too happy today is la county public director uh, or director of public health barbara Ferrer had some protesters sitting on her front lawn yesterday this was in response to a new safer at home order that starts today in la county limiting gatherings to your own household unless You are going to outdoor church services or protests, limiting essential retail to 35% occupancy. That means your grocery stores, non-essential retail and personal care to 20% maximum occupancy and outdoor fitness centers, 50% maximum occupancy. Uh, Over the weekend, Barbara Ferrer made this announcement. This order goes into effect on Monday, November 30th, and will remain in effect for three weeks until December 20th. Public and private gatherings and events with individuals not from the same household are prohibited, except for faith-based services and protests. Public health is also reducing occupancy at various businesses where everyone is required to wear face coverings and distance. The new maximum occupancy limits are as follows. Essential retail is permitted at 35% maximum occupancy. Non-essential retail, this includes indoor malls, is permitted at 20% maximum occupancy. Schools and day camps remain open, uh, but they may need to close for two weeks if they have an outbreak of three or more cases over a 14-day period. Playgrounds, with the exception of playgrounds at childcare facilities or at schools, will need to close along with card rooms. Jen. Here on the morning Whitman. answer, we hear the information, right? Those are the facts. Yes. And now a moment of perspective on the facts, mm-hmm. right? That's okay here, right? Absolutely. How'd that feel to you? What'd you hear in that? Uh, if you, uh, uh, Should I go first since I brought it up? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. What I heard there was that everything Age is- Age before beauty. <laughs> I want to recount. <laughs> uh, hand ballots. Hand, uh, hand rec- it's not so, no, it's so, so bad. I mean, this is sort of thing, Whitman said. It's so horrible. But- I hear every business, every establishment, everything is fair game, but there's two exceptions. Mm -hmm. And might those two exceptions be rooted in some sort of political pressure and maybe lawsuits? And because of the L.A. County Department of Public Health, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, I know that all she's doing is just taking the science and the data and applying it uh, even handedly and all of that. But wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) Dr. Ferrer, please. (laughs) Dr. Ferrer. So that's the laugh for all the businesses. But if you're a pro-testing group or Mm -hmm. if you're a faith-based, church-going, worshiping person and you on – there's two groups here. And obviously uh, sometimes – more times I'd say they're not on opposite sides of the political spectrum here in recent months. But if you're one of those groups and you've uh, exerted sufficient political pressure, maybe a lawsuit or two in these days of closures, well, look at that. 
You're ex- you're the exceptions from the closures. But wait a minute, there is no saying that a protesting person, a praying person, person, a worshiping person, or a or a or a or an active-minded public policy person. They're the same human species. They both breathe and exhale, and the droplets would all be the same. And in the in the in the data in the data shown to, to some demographics different than others, men worse than women. But why would those two groups, if the science is so critical if we're shutting it all down because it's just not safe well who in their right minds believes it's suddenly safe if your gathering is because you're protesting something or you're praying or you're having a card game or you're cooking dinner or you're getting together the motivation has nothing to do with the scientific physical data that says people can't gather in dense areas and it's sort of uh well, it takes a set of stones, as we'd say back on Staten Island, to, to roll that out to people with two obvious glaring exceptions, and it's outrageous. They have them in L.A. County. Barbara Fair and Mayor Garcetti are taking some heat, along with the city council, along with the board of supervisors. And uh, I'll tell you, we saw one of uh, our friends who used to work at this, uh, at, this, at this old radio ranch was posting on Twitter some pictures from West Hollywood where restaurants are literally closed down for outdoor dining because of an announcement made by Barbara Fair, not based in uh, in science so we know the board of supervisors decided to close things down even though they had no scientific proof linking the number of covid cases to anybody eating anything outdoors yet they still made the decision to close down restaurants again and in west hollywood a lot of restaurants now have barbara Ferrer's picture up on the window well they shouldn't have that you know what i would do if i had a restaurant this this is her fault she's making this decision and she's doing it arbitrarily if i had a restaurant i wanted to bring the crowds back based on what we just heard i I know it's maybe a little provocative, but I do. I say it with all due respect. I would put over my outdoor dining area a banner that says defund the police, or I might put an altar up there and say, say to the L.A. County Department, well, no, this is we worship here or we protest here. So I'm also take an order of mozzarella sticks. What it's I ridiculous. think a lot of people are doing and that and that's just it. Look, I, I, the only reason they're allowing people to even go to church outdoors is because they know they will be sued because they already have we been by uh, by people in faith based communities. They just don't want to say no to protesters. They they want it to be okay to protest. Remember during the summer, we didn't hear these people say one peep about spreading coronavirus. In fact, they wouldn't even allow contract contact tracers to ask if you had been to a protest in most major cities over the summer. Yeah, I so, don't want to I, – I, I, and, and again, uh, I don't want to uh, – you know, it might go to this place where you then say, well, the protesters or the churchgoers, the worshipers or the public policy changers, uh, whatever it is, uh, the, the fact remains the two groups, different groups doing different things in this day have exerted political pressure. There have been lawsuits, etc. And what is the result? Well, the result is here on the last day of November, closures ahoy for the restaurants, for the retail establishments. But if you're in one of those two groups, politics is a study of power and the influence that people have over public policy. And there's two groups, totally different groups, doing totally different things. But because of the pressure they are, and you hear her say it, and she just drops it in there, unless, of course, you're a protester or a faith-based group. I think it's worth hearing again the way she drops it in there in the avalanche of everyone else who's closing. No, and you're why? right. Why? Why? She would never, she can't tell you why. Yeah, they don't. And that's the problem is that they don't have any science to link it. Instead of playing her again, though, I do want to do something that I think is really important because we've been catching a lot of people in the act. Remember, we 
caught Gavin Newsom, who uh, was out to dinner, not wearing a mask in between bites, sitting with a group of people that were not from his household, 22 of them running up bar tabs at the French Laundry. We remember Governor Whitmer from Michigan, who's told people that they couldn't travel even to their own vacation homes, yet her husband was sitting on a lake ready to put their boat in the water during a shutdown. We've caught a lot of our leaders telling us to do one thing and then doing something else. And Whitman. We got another one. We got a break. Okay, who who we got here now? Denver Mayor Michael Hancock has been caught. Red-handed. He was boarding a flight to Houston ahead of Thanksgiving despite his warnings that people should stay close to home and not travel and only spend the holiday with their own household if possible. His spokesperson confirmed that he was indeed traveling to Houston on Wednesday to visit his daughter in Mississippi and that his wife is already there. About 30 minutes before the flight, Hancock's account tweeted out to avoid travel if you can in order to slow the spread of COVID-19. Attention, Denver citizens. This is your captain. This is your mayor speaking from the uh, <laughs> cockpit here. We hope you enjoy your totally COVID and isolated Thanksgiving. I'm going to sit back, relax, and enjoy my flight to Houston. We hope you have a nice Thanksgiving. I'll be in Houston. If you need. <laughs> what a disaster! He had to write. Uh, he had to write a statement. He said, I fully acknowledge that I've urged everyone to stay home and avoid unnecessary travel. I have shared how my family canceled our plans for our traditional multi-household Thanksgiving celebration. Yes. Here we go. Get ready. What I did not share, but should have, is that my wife and my daughter have been in Mississippi, where my daughter recently took a job. As the holiday approached, I decided it would be safer for me to travel to see them, to have two family members, than have two family members travel back to Denver. Uh, yes, uh, we, 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 uh, we thought about all of that. And as Gavin Newsom said when he sat down at the French Lawn, in retrospect, you know, hindsight is 2020. Oh, and he was taken advantage of by a birthday party. <laughs> and for public leaders in high elected office, nothing like that. 24 hours or so to bring you right around with a total redemption and a change of heart. Oh, uh, Gavin Newsom said, I sat down, but I should have stood up (laughs) and walked out that door. The mayor of Denver, Mayor Hancock, uh, what I should have shared is that I was flying to Houston in the (laughs) moments when I told you to stay at home. I was running for my bag at baggage claim. Yep. I'm telling you, it is so hypocritical. All right. Joe Biden suffered an accident this weekend. We'll bring you up to speed on his condition as your Monday Morning Answer continues. News and talk you can trust. The Morning Answer with Brian Putman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) On your Monday Morning Answer, Brian setting. There's some music. Now, you're the Jennifer eternal Horn. optimist. Hold on a second. You are the one who is all about the embracing <laughs> the season, spent four days putting up Christmas decorations. Yep. And I think we just heard what we didn't, what we don't hear. What's that? The music of the Christmas holiday season. I love Brenda Lee, first of all. So that makes me that. excited. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a moment there where the music setting in against the backdrop of a Monday kind of, well, nice day out there. The well, you sun asked getting... you why I was giggling, right? I mean, because I, I was kind of distracted. I'm going to admit it. What distracted you? So during the program, I will check a lot to see what's on Twitter, just to see what's trending, if there's anything new. Like it's a good habit to... to get into. That is, yeah, for, just... for this medium, is a good habit to kind of begin to. Right, you want to make sure you know that your newsroom is thriving, and my newsroom happens to be sitting in the middle. Yes, of Yes, you go there, you crack that whip. Wake, guys, uh, get get going here. And this is legitimate. There was a. It says Ruth Chris is tra- is trending. So I oh. went. 
Oh, well, it's my favorite. So click on that to see, make sure nobody's going out of business or anything, right? This is the headline. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got here? Now you got me very interested here. Tickling you with this headline. Associated Dallas with Bruce residents Chris. say Dallas residents, Dallas residents compare their experiences at other local restaurants after people share videos of what appears to be the owner of true kitchen asking customers not to twerk <laughs> in this day. Of, and there's people like standing up. See, this is what we miss when we can't do indoor or outdoor dining guys. Thank you. LA County. Thank you. Barbara Farah Farrer, because we can't see people twerking inside of establishments. Like I'm waiting for Garcetti to go there. In these days of COVID restrictions where uh, social distancing is critical, don't share your air or your <laughs> or your pelvis movements in the in the public arena. I mean so with the twerking and this is it's your personal behavior. Don't sneak into someone's house over the Thanksgiving weekend and go twerking in their living room. Or go to the restaurant. By the way, we stopped you at the restaurant, you can't get in there. Remember you torque from the roadway or I'm a real <laughs> twerk myself. He is a little twerk. All right. Joe Biden is uh, is hurting, I think, a little bit today. He slipped and twisted his ankle while playing with his dog, Major, on Saturday. His doctor said a CAT scan indicated that he has hairline fractures in the midfoot area. He'll likely require a walking boot for at least oh, the next no. several weeks. Oh, Initial no. x-rays did not show any obvious fracture, but his clinical exam warranted more detailed imaging. This was his personal doctor, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, saying in a statement, he said, quote, following up with the CT scan can confirmed hairline fractures of Biden's lateral and intermediate cuneiform bones, which are in the midfoot. It's anticipated he'll be likely in a walking boot for the next several weeks. And we know. Here's hell to the chief now, folks, if we can please. Our crack production staff actually found audio of Joe Biden's fall. I don't know if you know that. Did you, it's in did Wilmington, Delaware. It is in Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, and so, you know, they've been – there's obviously a lot of media in and around the Biden house because they're watching him and, and seeing what he's up to. And so this was actually picked up. And I think one of our producers found it maybe on Reddit or one of those crazy sites. Oh, it's a hidden microphone. And, uh, yeah, so this is Joe Biden with the slip and fall this past weekend. Come on. <laughs> wow. So bad. I mean, folks, I mean, I would, you know, people want to proof. And I have this, I have this proof. I tweeted it out. I want you all to hear this. This is the guy that you voted for. He's going to be in a boot. And he's going to be walking around with those big boots because he spent it. And they're trying to give me the boot from this great house. It's so bad. Listen here. This is what you voted for this weekend. This guy. Not with it. Listen to this, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> So I want to count more votes. Do you think his life a, alert? I mean, did he have to do life alert? Was and then he around? was calling with the medical alert right on his, right around his, right around, wearing it like a necklace. Beep, beep, beep. We need a doctor, please. A doctor, please. Do we have a doctor? Doctor in the house, please. Hey, corn pop. Come on. <laughs> we need a doctor, please. A doctor. I don't know who did that, but that's fantastic. That I know I've complained a lot over these very it long at the same time. <laughs> I mean, if that's all one piece, I mean, that is fantastic. That was and not all one piece. Thank you very much. If, folks, I know that the weekend <laughs> is a long one this Thanksgiving weekend. Back to it on a Monday. If you missed any news over the weekend, we have put it all together <sighs> in one easy-to-consume 20-second audio vignette. All of the news from this long weekend in one sound clip. Take a listen. All right, here we go. 
Come on. We need a doctor, please. A doctor. Please. Do we have a doctor? Doctor in the house, please. From the morning answer, there it is, a full compilation of all the news that you might have missed this weekend. And back to the main desk, we go to Jennifer Horn from the Breaking News Center. Jennifer. Thank you, Brian. Oh, and, oh, gosh. I've fallen. There was the last We got to add it. I'm sorry, folks. Repetition. Repetition is a solo from the top here. Do it just like you did, guys. Don't screw it up. Third time's a charm. Oh, man, this is tough. All right, get ready. Here we go. Come on. We need a doctor, please. A doctor? Please. Do we have a doctor? I've fallen and I can't get up. So bad. And I salute you. I salute all of that you do. Great people, great, great work. Some really great, exceptional work. So bad with Joe. So bad, Jennifer. <laughs> now. He did tweet. President Trump did tweet about Joe Biden's accident this weekend. I hope it's nice. I mean, after that, I would want nothing less than compassion. And well, uh, yes, he said, get well soon. He retweeted the image of Joe Biden leaving you the know, medical like facility. we've elected the roadrunner and Wiley Coyote here. I mean, it's so <laughs> bad. I mean, you know, so it's all about me. I had the full-blown coverage, but I was able to stand in that wild <laughs> look with the helicopter on the balcony after coming back from Walter Reed. Medical center. Big league. Uh, but this guy, you vote for, he loses his balance, and it's full Wiley Coyote. I don't want to beg the clip one more time, but please, it's so terrible. Come on. <laughs> I've fallen, and I can't get up. All right. Like Barbera. So, <laughs> so President Trump did say, get well soon to uh, to Joe Biden, which I think was very nice. You know, he probably went, oh, this guy. This is only the beginning. Now, he also, over the weekend, uh, spent some time. He was with the troops. They're giving a message to the troops on Thanksgiving at the White House on Sunday. He went on with Maria Bartiromo, talked about some of the instances of voter fraud. And he said that nothing will dissuade him from the belief that he won the November election. He said he would, he would leave the White House if the electors do not vote for him. But he said his mind will not change in six months. He said uh, that he does believe he won this election and he does believe voter is fraud is rampant. Is that a problem? Uh, I, I don't that... know if it's a problem because I think if we can do better in terms of voter fraud, that's exactly what we need to do. There are a lot of unanswered questions, and I think President Trump has turned the light on to a lot of corruption, and this may be the latest thing the that we're going to start paying attention to. The problem is he can't turn the lights to. out. He can't turn the lights out and go to the exit. That's The light on is not the problem. Hit the lights to the, on the way out with the last person from the Trump administration. Kindly hit the lights on the way out the door. I've got bad news for you, women. Mm-hmm. There's a very good chance that if President Trump doesn't complete four years, if he's not sworn in on January 20th, which Wait, there Trump is still a, which there is still a chance that he could still be the next president. If not, he could run again. And he's actually alluding to that. And maybe this becomes one of his big issues. We'll have to wait and see on that. A shooting at the DA's house. What in the heck happened in Granada Hills this weekend? You may not believe it. As your Monday morning answer continues. Every morning. Breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Monday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, glad to be with you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and maybe got some time off. 
And you went to Buco de Beppo, so I know. I, I didn't that go. You're... You know, in this days of closures well, today, Monday. Huh? You picked it up, right? Yeah, I picked it up. I, you know, every weekend I like to, you know, pick up, you know, get out there on the town. Pick, no, no, pick no. I'm talking up. about pasta. <laughs> oh, big ziti. Yeah, of course. But I had to go to uh, the uh, universal city location of Buco de Beppo because in this unprecedented time, Every Thanksgiving, you know, I'd go and, Jennifer, how's this? I would actually sit in the restaurant, ah, and I'd bring people with me, and we were sharing our air, which is what made Not Garcetti's. just your air. You were sharing entrees. You were touching the same <laughs> utensils. Sharing mozzarella triangles, sharing all sorts of, uh, all sorts of. Uh, My, have times have changed. Chicken limon. And this year they said, uh, no, 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 you cannot come here. I said, well, I'll get on down there. Ubered over, picked up the buka, and, uh. It was a different time, a different Thanksgiving, but at the same, I didn't share my air with anyone, which I thought you about. You went by over... yourself? Well, to pick it up, I went by myself, and then, of course, and I And then had... you ate it by yourself? No, I had 8,200 people at my apartment, I thought, in this time. I was so kind of... I told it... you you should have come over. Looked like the Astrodome in my apartment. I just had so many people from so many independent, different Did you families. eat with anybody or not by yourself? No, I ate alone. Whitman. What, I told what? you you should have come over for Thanksgiving. What is your problem? I thought about it a lot. Can I tell you I thought about it on Thursday morning on the morning of Thanksgiving, and I truly did think about it, and I thought to myself. Fast, hard pass. No, no, it wasn't that fast, but I did think to myself, well, when I go there to Jen's house, and Jennifer will, she's already welcoming you, invited me. I did. And I'll walk in, I see a handful, uh, but why name the suspects, why name the defendants who were at your Thanksgiving dinner? And I thought I would walk in there, and they would look at me, and I was awkward enough thinking about that alone. I thought, what will I be like if I walk to that dining area and everyone's going, uh, and I just thought, solitude. There's six of us. This. Yeah, please, I played this on my Spotify. How's the cranberry? Oh, I guess I'll get it myself, but. You were totally invited, and I even gave you the pat. What did I tell you when I left you on Wednesday? I said, you can come over. Don't worry. You don't even have to stay all day. Just come for an hour, eat, say I hi. I thought about that. I thought I didn't I have I gave you hour. a pass. I, I mean, I did. gave you the pass that you didn't have to, like, sit there the whole day because I know But it's getting are. to a point where I'm, I'm forecasting my own awkward behavior in a COVID-compliant world. I didn't want to be too close to anyone in a, in a holiday that has been so vilified. Oh, please. All How right. did you feel doing it? Really? Was your conversation at your Thanksgiving totally intimate? Normal. It couldn't have been normal. It, it was. It was totally normal. I, I mean, the only thing missing, my mom was missing because she's taking care of my grandmother. Right, um, right. But, yeah. But that's, not for, that's for a different reason. Right. It was, it was very normal. It was very really? normal. See, yeah. if, you had to, if you had sold it to me that way, said, Brian, it'd be very normal. You'll be the most abnormal thing there. I might have done that. And that is true in all my life. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, with the holiday season in full swing, we know that we are waking up today if we are in L.A. County. And God love you people in Riverside, San Bernardino on AM 590, The Answer, Ventura, Orange County. I know things aren't easy in those counties, but it's a lot better. Count your blessings that you're not living in L.A. County today because uh, there's a new safer at home order that will uh, continue, starts today, continue for the next three weeks. And uh, this basically limits all gatherings to only people in your household unless you're at a protest or an outdoor church service. They're also limiting capacity on grocery stores, on retail stores, just in time for Christmas. All of that going on today. But... 
Was it ends December twentieth, by the way. Right. It's announced till December twentieth. It could maybe they should do on Christmas Eve. And what do you bet? I mean, are they going to still pick that one up? They're not going to stop doing this. They love this. They love the power, and so I think they're going to. They've created a habit for themselves in Sacramento, well, in uh, Los Angeles. They've created a habit where they really like being able to tell people how to live their life and what to wear when they do it. And uh, I don't see this going away anytime soon with our elected officials. But it was in Granada Hills that became sort of the hot spot of activity. Yeah, Granada Hills, the gateway to Silmar. During this, that's right, during this holiday weekend, there was a shooting that happened near the home of L.A. County District Attorney Jackie Lacey. Now, she did lose to George Gascone, and what a travesty. This is somebody who was funded, literally his top funder was George Soros. But you think about it for a moment. She is currently the district attorney. So yes. if, you're gonna, if you're a criminal, if you're like a bad person, you would be so bad, and you want to plan a crime. Not great to do it in her neighborhood. Well, I, I, Especially her, when she has a security detail. And, uh, and she's and basically at her home or right there, and she is the DA. Now, most criminals, uh, defendants or arrested suspects, they will ask themselves, and their attorney will ask the inevitable question. Well, do you think they'll press charges? Yeah. yeah I have some bad news. It was the district attorney's house in front of it, and it really disrupted her day. I'm not guaranteeing she's going to come in with any emotion about it, but I have an idea. But they haven't even been able to catch these guys yet. So catch this. There was a security team for Jackie Lacey who was – they were sitting in front of her home, right, watching over the house. And according to police, they had two cars outside the home. A security officer exited one of the cars, and two suspects pulled up in their own vehicle. Now, investigators from her personal security detail from the DA's office noticed that the suspects attempted to steal a car – they were watching that was parked in the area one of the officers opened fire during a confrontation with the suspects the two fled the scene without being struck by gunfire during a press conference on saturday evening lapd commander alan hamilton said the suspects crashed their vehicle after fleeing and then got into another vehicle and no arrests have been made yet at this wait a minute so so they were but there's a couple of things they were able to commit the effort well to steal the car from the front of the house exchange gun well they didn't exchange gunfire they were they were shot at at. yeah about this by the way it's, it's some there's some strokes of uh, fortune in a, for a bad person, for bad acts here. Trying to steal the car. Okay, got it. Check. That was kind of tough to do. Hey, but we, in the daylight, right? It was daytime. And now they're shooting at us. Ah, duck. Boom, boom. Ah, in the car. <laughs> and off they go. And now, they, now they're Can going. Can you do that sound again? Boom, bing. <laughs> oh, duck. Ah, oh, well, they're shooting. Ah, boom, boom. Ah, boom. And off they go. And they're driving. And they get a, you know, probably 60 miles. And then. Uh, oh, I think we're out of car crash. It's all sound. Yeah. And, and then, then they, they take well, get on your car. feet because they're after us. And then they miraculously manage to run somewhere. And the security detail of Los Angeles's district attorney cannot find them. Yeah. And this is very... I think just a, a great example and not great in a fantastic no, way. No, it's, it's actually the kind crime of odd. That's going on in L.A. County. Not only did we hear last week about the number of murders in L.A. County alone going over 300 for the first time in over a decade, but the crime rate is also up. People are burglary, theft. These are all things that are going up in L.A. County. And you have to think, OK, what is going on here? You realize, well, the economy is tanked. People don't have jobs. There's a lot of desperation. And uh, and people think that they can get away with it because going on at the same time, we've seen the police defunded in L.A. City. We've seen L.A. County sheriffs defunded to the tune of one hundred and fifty million dollars each and then some.
It seems to me, Jen, when we look back at the springtime and the summertime, you and I here on the Morning Answer broadcast, we talked about a certain category of crime because crimes are different. We understand that. Some more egregious than others. Some literally called petty. Some as felonies, as misdemeanors. We all understand that. But the category of car theft, where in this time, and here we are today on a Monday, we're less restrictive than springtime, but uh, stay at home and restrictions and businesses. And today's the first day of the enacting of the of the restrictions articulated on Friday, while people are in the house, I do mean this sincerely, and the car is outside. This was the report we got from LAPD that uh, car thefts were going up, stealing cars, because folks are not in them, and thieves or criminals are going, okay, well, you know, that car's there all day, and they're not coming out, and it's and car, car theft is going up. And I think you can trace that immediately to the closures. Things like murder, I think it's a harder thing to trace back, obviously. I know. Well, maybe De- not obviously. I, Desperation, anger, and uh, and all sorts of things kind of swirling together to make the perfect mix. All right. A inspirational message from a legend lost as your Monday morning answer continues. Brian Whitman's voices. Jennifer Horn's brain. What else do you need to start your day? This is the morning answer. Thanks for joining us on your Monday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn with you. And uh, boy, even in uh, after his passing, Alex Trebek still mm. touching America's heart. He is still spreading kindness and positivity even after his death. Jeopardy released on Thursday a Thanksgiving message from Alex Trebek, who passed away just a few weeks ago. And this message was recorded just a few weeks before he passed. It's just a 20-second clip, but it shows his heart, and it's a great reminder of hope, even in a season where sometimes loss feels a little bit harder. Take a listen. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. You know, in spite of what America and the rest of the world is experiencing right now, there are many reasons to be thankful. There are more and more people extending helpful hands to do a kindness to their neighbors, and that's a good thing. Keep the faith. We're going to get through all of this, and we will be a better society because of it. It's Alex Trebek in a recorded statement that uh, the folks at Jeopardy who produced that wonderful show and had that constant, consistent, professional, wonderful and authentic, brilliant host, Alex Trebek, who became significant in our lives because he's always been there. Uh, And uh, he recorded that. It's I want to say that he's there. He's suffering with cancer. There, pancreatic Stage cancer. Stage four pancreatic cancer, yeah. And he's and he is speaking of of folks who are suffering as well from a different health condition, a different situation. And um we're reminded, I'm reminded, I'm I hear Alex Trebek and I hear his voice breaking through cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean you hear his voice a strain there. Yeah, it's not his normal sound for sure. Right. But he is he is his effort is uh, he, he endeavor. He succeeds. He speaks through it. And, and a wonderful message for us folks in in uh, in in folks who are mindful of all all of us are mindful of all, have people in our lives who suffer from all sorts of different illnesses, different categories of illness. Right. Uh, COVID-19 is one. And it's most of the attention, certainly in our daily lives, is about this particular particular virus. And there's a reason for that, and I understand that, and I appreciate that. There are there are folks suffering with cancer, of course. Uh, there are. I noticed, Jennifer, uh, the AIDS Healthcare Foundation started a public effort several months ago or 
it's about a week, um, a month and a half ago, to remind folks, and they're using this phrase at HIV AIDS, they're calling it the other pandemic and mm-hmm. saying that they have lost significant funding in terms of people who every year give to the effort uh, to, to treat and potentially cure HIV AIDS, and they're seeing a decrease in their funds that are coming in from generous, generous people in this year going and being diverted. And I know that this feels like, well, you have to pick one or the other. Yeah. And folks, and, or some and, people and, may just not have it because they don't have a job right now. That's exactly right. So, so there are all sorts of efforts uh, in all sorts of coming from complete and total goodness to, and you know, to, to get funds and research and get dollars. And a lot of, a lot of folks dealing with other conditions, advocacy groups for cancer, HIV, AIDS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the folks at, AIDS Healthcare Foundation saying out loud, don't forget us is really what they were saying. Yeah, a lot of charities, I think, feeling that same way, that same strain. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting to note about Alex Trebek is that when production halted on Jeopardy, he was one of the loudest voices saying, we have to get back to some normalcy. We have to get back to the set and we have to be able to do this safely. He was one of those people who was pushing for this. And I think it really puts in perspective some of these these shutdown orders. It's it's where I've been coming from, and I think it's because, and I'll try to do this without sounding too gushy, but you know, when you have someone, I have a, a family member, my grandmother is dealing with the end of life. She's got cancer that has spread to her brain, and um, this has been something tough for my family, but we don't have a lot of days to waste. And when you have someone like Alex Trebek who said, why would we shut down something that brings so many people joy? Why would we shut down the entire world when you're missing important time with your family that you're not going to get back. I think we need to live by his example. We need to know that we can be safe, that we can operate, but that we can still enjoy every single minute because life is so short. And that's what I think our government officials are not hearing. They're not able to, they're not processing that when they tell us, oh, no big deal. Just stay out of restaurants, stay out of stores, stay away from your family. Don't travel. Well, what if this is your last chance? You got to get on it. You know, you can't just sit around and wait. Alex Trebek at Sony Studios was, as you say, the loudest voice saying essentially the show must go on. Right. We must, we must do the show. Some, some pleasure, some, some comfort, some normalcy. And I think that feeling was was in most lives this weekend. Whether 100%. we chose, whether we chose to to do a traditional celebration or a uh, observance of Thanksgiving, or we were by ourselves like I was because you didn't want to be in a group because everyone was saying, and we understand that this may be not the best idea, but maybe from another perspective, it's it's what folks feel as if the, the community, whether it's virtual or it whether it's... It has to be a balance. I, I mean, I get that. And, I, you know, I know that people are weighing options in their mind about... And everyone made a choice, right? Right. On, people Thursday, are making everyone... choices. Exactly. But you have to... The government... It's not the government's job to weigh that option for you. It's your job to be able to say, okay, I'm a smart adult. I understand the risks that come along because we're not... No one's ever saying that COVID's not something to worry about. Of course it is. But it's not the only thing that's going on in people's lives. And so you may have to weigh a decision and make a tough choice because... You don't want to waste time. And that's not Dr. Barbara Ferrer's job to do that for us. That's our job to make those decisions. And when we do, when you and I were dealing with uh, 
months back when when we were dealing with coronavirus here on our broadcast on our team with our with our best friends there was i you know there was uh physical symptoms and there are there is out there i mean you can quantify it that business closed that business closed for lack of a better term those are those are things we can count they are physical they are real they're in reality out there now equally as real of course is our thoughts and what's happening inside of us whether or not we are testing positive for covid-19 or not whether or not we have symptoms whether or not word from my year asymptomatic And uh, I can tell you, as I said to you many months ago, that believe it or not, if the physical symptoms, if the if the body physically is feeling it or not uh, in because of infection, the mind is feeling it. The anxiety is high. And that, of course, does that does affect one's body. That does affect one's physicality. So the wellness. So the wellness matters and whether or not. Whether or not you're testing positive for COVID-19, take a moment here to understand that wellness has been impacted here far beyond the numbers of folks who are case testing positive. Right. And I think the news media only brings it only makes it worse because it's all it's all you're hearing. And so no wonder people are afraid and having all of these these issues like depression, all these things that are popping up. And it's sad we're talking about it during the holiday, but it's a very real thing that's going on for a lot of people. So I have to ask you this question. We have 30 seconds. Here we go. Miriam Webster. Yes. Announced the word of the year. Any guesses? Sanitizer. Close. The answer? Pandemic. Of oh, course. There, okay, that would be it. <laughs> of course it is. Pandemic rose in popularity. We've said it probably more than we've said it any other year of our life. And Miriam Webster adding that is the word of the year for 2020. Thanks so much for joining us today. Make it a great Monday. It's nine o'clock.